Welcome to The Real Deal, where God and people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real-life stories and a real God. Let's get started. I am so excited about today's podcast because the other day I had the privilege of sitting down with my minister, mentor, and friend, Jill Briscoe. You get to listen in on our conversation from her home. I'm really glad I didn't stick to any particular questions because I love the way the conversation wound around. She talked about everything from where she was on 9-11 to being a child in England after World War II and ministering to people on death row. Jill has been a great influence on me. She's been saying these profound one-liners for as long as I can remember. I quote her sometimes in my own talks. Seriously, she's been saying things that are tweetable, even before there was Twitter. I love this one. Whenever you're overwhelmed, remember you're overshadowed. I know, so good. She's truly amazing. She's the real deal. It's a privilege to spend any time with Jill, and I am grateful. Jill Briscoe has ministered all over the world, has written countless books, is the wife of 60 years, a mother, a grandmother, and she's my friend. You get to listen in. Oh, wait. Uh, I want to give one bit of context. When I went to Jill and Stuart's home to record this podcast, we chose a quiet room, but we had received so much snow the night before that during our time together, you may hear a snowblower in the driveway, and at one point, a snowplow goes by. But that's the real deal. Don't be so concerned. It's, it's not super distracting, but I did want to let you know. Okay, I hope you enjoy the tea time with Jill Briscoe. Okay, I wanted to just ask you a few questions by way of just getting started and whether we use this or not, yeah. we'll just see. So answer as quickly as you can the answers to these. Introvert, extrovert? Introvert. Coffee, tea? Tea. <laughs> I knew you would say that. <laughs> Cat, dog, neither, either? Dog. Morning bird, night owl? Both. <laughs> books or movies? Uh, books. Silence or music? Music. Shower or bath? Bath. Driver or passenger? Driver, but nobody else wants me to. <laughs> I was pretty sure about the tea. Yeah. I'm going to be like, okay, how do you ask Jill Briscoe if it's coffee or tea? Do you drink coffee ever? Actually, this is coffee. Oh, that is coffee. Yeah, I do, but um, not not so much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically what I wanted to do today, Jill, was yeah. Um, I have people that know that I even get to say hello to you. Oh, goodness. And I don't mean to be like no. star quality. No, I'm know. just saying out of yeah. honor, Yeah. I really do yeah. honor you. Well, bless You're your very heart. special to me. Oh. You have affected my life in oh. profound ways, and I mean it. I love you so Bless you, if I could share you with anybody who listens yeah. to me, yeah. that's my purpose. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not to leverage who you are. No, no. It's not to um, ladder climb uh -huh. for me. No, no. You've you've yeah. meant a lot to me, yeah. and I honor you. Yeah. And I want you to know how significant Bless you are to me. And so, when I tell people, you know, people would say to me, 
Rachel, you would go talk to Jill Briscoe and thank her after a service. I was standing in line with her once by, you know, the coals, and I was panicked. I said, well, she's a person. And what I want with the real deal is just for people to be people. Do you you know what I mean? To demystify some of that. Yeah, you can ask me about that. Yeah, tell me. Well, you fall off your pedestal. That's what I do. I put myself down. I always tell funny stories against myself. Haven't you noticed? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I, I know we're not the same person. God makes individuals. But I relate to so much of what you tell. Yeah. Because it's the stories, honestly, that people are yeah. going to remember. They're yeah. going to for sure remember of God's course. word because he said yes. it will never return yeah. void. Yeah. And they'll remember it. But yeah. you, you do. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorites, you can use it or not, was I went to um, Wheaton to do Spiritual Emphasis Week and there were three little girls. Well, they were little to me. They were students, freshmen. Right, right. And they sort of started following me around everywhere, you know. And it was in the days when I ran. So this is hundreds of years ago, obviously. <laughs> when but, the dinosaurs were <laughs> Oh, goodness. Certainly 40 years ago. Okay. And so they would come up to me at night when the meeting was and they'd say, Oh, Miss Briscoe, we... We saw you running and we said, there's Miss Briscoe talking to God. And I said, no, sweetheart, I was just saying, one more tree, one more tree, one more tree. (laughs) And whatever I did didn't make any difference. And so I thought, and it got worse the way the weekend got. They were always on the front row gazing at Mm. me, you know, books out and pens and everything. Oh, my word. So in the end, it was the last meeting and I thought I'd tell them a story about 9-11 when I was on the plane. Yeah. And I'd come from Siberia, and then everything, three hours, went back to Europe, three hours out. Anything over that went on. But they closed all the airspace, which they do in a national emergency, and all the land, and also take all your channels. You can't use your iPhone. Oh, into America. Okay. And so, anyway, long story short, I was the last two of the last 35 planes that landed there. I was in a United plane. It was United in America that hit the towers. All the others were different planes. And they didn't know what was coming into the country. All they knew is an American and a United plane had hit the towers. So they closed all the airspace. But specifically, they didn't get round to being able to let us back in yes. for longer than any of the other planes. And so we landed, and then it was eight hours. I hadn't eaten all the way. Stuart had gone on somewhere. Well, I mean, I'd had plain food, but I'd only had breakfast that day from Europe and lunch. And now it was seven o'clock or whatever. And so he got me some cookies and gave them to me. I had them in my bag okay. in, under the seat, but everything else was above my head. Right. And so when this came on and we eventually landed, we were next to last down of 38 or 40, I can't remember how many. So the man said, There's no, this is not even an entry place, this is a refueling centre and we have to come for apparently the police to go through everybody and yeah. check us. And so I'm afraid we'll be here for another four hours. And by now, all of us are hungry. He said, it's all right, we've got water, 
but they can't open the plane till we have somebody to check us. They're coming from Toronto in a plane, so just settle down. I'm afraid it'll be four more hours. So we all went, oh my <laughs> word. And so that was when the two voices mm. came into my head, mm. that everybody has, mm-hmm. the yeah, times yeah, of yeah. temptation. And one of them said, why don't you wait until everyone's asleep and eat them yourself? And the other one said, which obviously you know who this was from, why don't you give them to that poor little old lady crying into her? She's upset. Are those kids are howling because mm. they'd love a cookie. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you know what I did because, you know, I'm a Christian. <laughs> so you... I ate them. <laughs> well, you should have seen the faces of these three. little girls. Absolute. <laughs> what? you fell off that pedestal I, I, I felt bad doing it the last it was a very important meeting <laughs> the whole of the college Jill <laughs> Briscoe I know anyway so after it was all over and then the president had said thank you and everything I, they're still sitting there stunned so I go down sit next to them and I said I disappointed you didn't I oh Miss Briscoe well Miss Briscoe and then they didn't know what to say. And then one of them, which was just over the top, and then it just made me laugh. She said, I thought, Miss Briscoe, you were going to get up and start handing them up. <laughs> like the steward. Yes. <laughs> like the feeding of the 5,000 good heavens. <laughs> Somehow so I did. I burst out laughing and I said, look at me. This is ridiculous. Do you see that? And yeah. I love you guys. And I thank you so much. But you you mustn't do this to people. Right. And the reason I've done this, and it's all true. I ate them. <laughs> um, be, because you mustn't put any, any uh, Christian leaders like that. Uh, it doesn't help them. God, God will keep us humble. Yeah. He does that, unfortunately, if we need it, and we won't humble ourselves. Humble yourself, or God will humble you. And I wasn't going to let God humble me, because I liked what you said about me, and the flesh in us, or our self, likes this. Oh, this is yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Believe your own and press. And the devil kind of uses thing. that. Mm-hmm. He even did that to Jesus. One of the temptations, throw yourself down from the temple, and use scripture out of context and wrong and Jesus corrected him and gave the right verse it doesn't mean if you make a spectacle and show all your fantastic tricks of healing and you know uh, that that um, that's that's the way and uh, so we never make much of ourselves. we make much of him well, and don't yes. let anybody get in the way of that. And the problem is, it. it I mean, I, I'm the first to admit I like I like it. I like the 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 appreciation. I like. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. You can be grateful and thank mm-hmm, them mm-hmm, for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it affirms me because I'm never always sure of myself. But it it also can be used. You get used to it, or you like it, and you can't do without it. Right. Addicted. addicted, addicted to approval of some sort. Addicted to approval, mm-hmm. good, yeah, or to more than approval, to yeah. acclaim. When you said everybody likes affirmation, mm-hmm. and you have that, but not to be addicted to it. Okay, so who in your life would you say 
was an example of somebody who was the real deal for you. Like you, they didn't seem addicted to affirmation, but you just knew they were comfortable with who they are. And how did it form you? Well, the big people that everybody knows who are my models and who I want to be when I grow up, Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's mm. wife. Um, I love her. Corrie Temple. Uh, people everybody knows. The more incredible they are, I have found, the more humble they are. But they would testify to me that God will not have it. He will not have pride. Pride do I hate. And we should not think of ourselves more than we ought to think. Yeah. That's in the Bible. Yeah. And um, Nor lower. Nor lower. Nor lower. Right. He made us a little lower right. than the angels and crowned us with glory right. and honor. We need to know who we are in right. him. I don't think... Yeah. I mean, false humility is killing yeah. the church because it's still focused on Well, us. it's Pharisee. Yeah. It's it's um, the Pharisee. I did a poem once, The Pharisee in Me. Mm. Should find that somewhere. Yes. I do want for you to read a poem at some point in time. Okay. But I want to know about the poems. Like, what is the catalyst? When did you start writing poems? You almost always, what I love is there's a point where you'll read a poem to people when you're speaking. Yeah. Um, I'm not musical. Mm-hmm. If I was, I, I always envy you if you are, especially mm. a pianist. Mm. I thought, oh, when I'm stressed, just to go and let out with, you know, <laughs> or play it out or, yeah. or yeah. compose them, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, mine is words, though. Yeah. And um, It's a play of words, in a sense. It's a words poem. are weapons for good or ill and, and to yourself. And I write it out. I don't, you know, if I'm traumatized, I write a poem about it. When my husband doesn't know what to do with me, he says, oh, Jill, go and write a poem. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll come out. Because he knows it's uh, ther- it's not therapy for me. But in doing it, the poems I write, I'm writing out the answer to my angst. Yes. And others would do it in a um, devotional book. They'd, yes. they'd put it in words. I just, I just like the rhythm. It helps me remember and... It's an art. Yes. And I did, I did it. I did words at Cambridge. And it helps me personally as well as using them for other things. You know, one time I was having my sweet little time asking God questions. It was years mm-hmm. ago. And I said, you know, God, you give, like, Beth Moore the ability to write these Bible studies. And you mm-hmm. give Jill Briscoe just mm-hmm. oozes poetry, God. And I just want you. And he interrupts me. And it was like I wanted a yeah. download of some yeah. sort, right? I music I sing when I speak I I mean it's part of who I am but he said I'd give you something if you could just shut up and he wasn't unkind excuse me he wasn't unkind excuse me (laughs) exactly just kind of like if you quiet yourself you know be still and know that I am God I'll I'll download something yeah I wrote something the other day going to have my prayer time and complaining bitterly to God about it and then sort of answering my own oh but Lord I know I should just thank you and Lord and then I distinctly heard him say, is this conversation between you and you? Or could I get a word in it phrase? Yeah. <laughs> and then the other time I wrote something about going to the throne room and praying, you know, desperately about something and going through the day. And 10 minutes later, oops, wherever I was doing exactly the same thing. And yeah. In the end, the Lord said, haven't we just talked about this? <laughs> we go cycling back through. So, okay, so poetry started when you were even young? 14. 
My first poetry was after the war and my dad had a little Austin car and he said we can now go to the continent, who is home, thousands weren't, he was in the Air Force. Mm. And so we got in this car, my sister, my mom and I and dad, but what he'd omitted to realize is there was no food, there were no hotels, there were no restaurants, there was nowhere to stay. So we slept in the car <laughs> and we headed for Austria and Switzerland up in the mountains because the mountain people would have perhaps some food they'd yeah. grown yeah. and somewhere to stay. Well, we just got there, we hadn't found out and slept in the car late at night, just where there's the, the mountains in uh, Austria and Italy and Germany, they all sort of converged right. at one point. And it was there, and um, I was 14, and I got out of the car, I couldn't sleep that night, four in the morning, and went and sat on a rock and watched the dawn at the highest point of the Alps. Mm says in the Bible that the invisible things of God are clearly seen by the things he's made. And that's what happened to me. I sat there in awe. And God explains himself by creation, yes. by church, mm -hmm. by Christ, by the word. Yeah. And this was what he said to me through creation that day. And I ran back to the car and got a piece of paper and pencil and scribbled my first bit of bad poetry at that point. The dawn dawned softly, filling me with awe. It seems the other side of heaven's door. Mm. That God forgives my sin to me is plain. Today, spite of my sin, the sun, bad English, did rise again. And what I was seeing was the glory of God and the majesty of God, and it made me feel dirty and whatnot. Like Isaiah, I saw the Lord, I saw right, myself, right, oh, right. my lips, the very right. thing he did right. well. That's the first poem. That was grace. I was seeing grace. That yes. was my first poem. Yeah. Well, there <laughs> is a thin space sometimes, I think, where we know heaven meets earth, heaven is here, the kingdom of God is among you. There, there's this sense of it was being the... touched, and it came to you. Well, it, really it, was, it was literally the, the dawn. The dawn itself. It was the, oh, at the top of the Alps. It was a glorious dawn and from black night. Yeah, yeah. And I'm an artist too. Uh, I did art and drama too at, at Cambridge. Mm. Interestingly enough on that, I got saved at Cambridge at 18, the end of my first semester. And I already started my second subject, apart from the teaching side, was art. And at the end of each semester, I didn't know what would happen, but we had to do a little exhibition for the whole yeah. of the class yeah. and other teachers, and they would go around. Right. And, and view so, it, or what, what type we, of art? Was it paintings? Was it drawings? Was It It was all. Oh, okay. All, the, all of the all above. All the above, Okay. And so you're having sort of an exhibit. All of us had to do our own exhibit, and then the students and other people she'd bring in would, would go around and comment on, you know, this, that, and the other. And when it came to mine, she said, what happened to you? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, look at this, everyone. This is so dark. Mm. And look at this. And I said, oh, it must be God, because I got to know God. 
transformation not just in you but in your art comes out and I was looking in yes. shock yes oh yeah and you know I took Beautiful. I took one of my grandchildren down to the art show yeah the Milwaukee Art Museum yes okay. the Milwaukee Art and Every single one. It was a graduating from the public schools, ones that were chosen in art from all the public schools okay. in Milwaukee. Who was it? One of my grandkids. She said, what? Everyone was dark. Everyone mm. was weird. Everyone was black. Everyone was despair or fear. And everyone going down the road, coming in to see it, was saying, whoa. Or yeah. Yeah, twisted, twisted or gnarled or something. Yes, dark. And it, that's it. You know, if you have a child with a mental problem, you get them to do art for right. you. Right, right. This was the graduating classes of the schools wow. and the best of the bunch. And they were fearful. They were terror. They were despair. Even if it was animals, it was an animal attacking another animal. Mm, mm. Uh, she said, oh, my word. I said, just look at this. Everyone in church should come and look at this. Yes. It's like a cry. Yeah. A cry for help. This yeah. is what I'm experiencing. This yeah. is what I'm feeling. This, is this has got to come out of me. Is, yeah. this, is this something else? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like heaven, you know? You know, Jill, I, yeah. I really believe that that is, that is part of what you carry. Mm. This darkness, this fear, this terror that probably mm. came from youth. And then the flip side. Yeah. Is this light, this transformation, who God is, and by the way, it's so available dramatic. to you. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do. literally believe that I, I hear it in yeah. your talks. Like, yeah. you don't try to be a poser like, I've never dealt with fear. No, you mm. say it. You yeah. call it. You yeah. announce it. The, you've been riddled with it because of this, this, or whatever it would be. But you never leave anybody there in that dark display no, no. in the art room. You know what I mean? It's You always... And you never go to the point of saying, I'm never frightened. That's ex- that is the uh, mega, mega grace. Grace is dealt with it. Oh, I love this. Now God is it. I don't, I'm never frightened. No, no, no. It's just learning how to overcome and practicing it. How to overcome if it's not going to stop. And how Perseverance to release and endurance. the opposite, you know, how yeah. to release what the peace that we have or whatever. Or as the Corinthians says, the comfort. God gives us the comfort that he received on earth and it overflows into us so that we may be comforted also just as his comfort flows into us and should flow out of us to others. It, that first Corinthians chapter one is amazing. Uh, you, you're not comforted for yourself. You're Amen. comforted that you might comfort others. Right. 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 Even whatever we experience. And that made me think, well, I, I have a gift of encouragement. Amen. Uh, but I couldn't have had it if I hadn't been encouraged. Or <laughs> encouraged. Well, that it, means put courage into it. Put courage into it. Yeah. So really, we, if you say, can I borrow $5? I can't give you $5 if I don't have $5. But if I do, I can give it. Yes. And what you have been given, what you've gone through, uh-huh. what you've endured, what yeah. you've learned, then you give it away like you said it's not for yourself but in that it comforts you yes it sure does because if we comfort others that has well my favorite verse um proverbs 24 24 he or she that encourages others will himself be encouraged refreshed Refreshed. he that refreshes Refreshes others others will himself be refreshed i might do that i don't know you should (laughs) you should because it's so uh 
it's such a principle of God. Well, it is. Whatever you give away, it boomerangs. And it's not you give it away so that it boomerangs, but you cannot outgive God, and it will happen no matter what. It's almost like gravity. It's one of the things in his laws. When you encourage somebody, you're encouraged, and God figures out how to deliver it back to you somehow. We just have to find out how to refresh others. Yes. Or what really does refresh them. What does refresh them. Mm -hmm. Something very simple, praying with them refreshes them. You know, anybody's listening to this, not praying at you or even over you. Right. But praying with you. When I do these prayers in prisons, maximum security, in fact, my husband and I just spent a whole day on death row. Mm. Somewhat recent? Yes. Recently? We do it every We've, we've trained people for prison mm-hmm, ministry mm-hmm. and then with them, you know, my yep. friend. Who's the chaplain down there? Linda Strom. Do you know Linda? I do, just yeah. by name though. Yes. Oh, you have to meet you have to do this with Linda. Okay, I would. I would love that. Oh my word. <clears throat> and um she's the chaplain there and she and her team train anyone that wants to do prison ministry in their town. Every year we go down and do three days training and then take them in and do it with them. Okay. And then the leaders always go on death row and pray with them all. And that's that's where her whole story came with the murderess who came to Christ and then led everyone else on death row to Jesus. Wow. That's her famous book. Anyway. What a way to refresh people though, right? Well, I mean and it's it's free. Well it's the, free access to the King of Kings. Pray with is. someone. It so, is. but you always have said too, you don't just pray at them or over them. You, you can ask them to pray too, right? Like, well, th- that's what we teach people to dare to do because I find a lot of people pray at people yeah. and beautifully, but that's not the point. And in prison, once years ago, I realized that we ask at the end in chapel to the guards, you have to ask God. Would you allow anyone that wanted prayer to come out and be prayed for by the team? And then the team go all the way around the chapel. Okay. And then you just take their hands. And I was up at the front. I've been doing five days on the Lord's Prayer. And each time the girls got up in the women's prison and, please, could they come for prayer? Yes. So they'd come. Sometimes every seat would empty out. and They'd just They'd all be in a line. Oh, mostly. Right. And then I watched the prayers and I thought, we're praying at them. Mm. And so, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just, I thought, so I do that too. And so I said at the next prayer meeting before we go in, let's try something. I'll finish. I'll say amen. I'll close in prayer. And then we'll invite them to come. Pray a paragraph. No more. And we take their hands. Right. And... Pray the paragraph, say amen, keep hold of their hands and say, now you talk to the Father. Hallelujah. And so they said, oh gosh, that's not going to work. Even the even the chaplain in that, not Linda, said, I don't think that's going to work, Jill. So I said, let's try it. I said, I'd recognize that I do that without realizing it. And let, let's see this. That's encouraging. Them. And, <laughs> Putting and they courage said that they, they won't feel that they can do that because they're in there for life and all of this. And I said, we don't know if you've never seen it. Let's try it. And so we did. And they prayed and I'm standing praying like crazy at the front. I hope this is going to work, Lord. And there was dead silence. And I thought, nah. 
And I thought, okay, I better close in prayer. And I was just about to, and a voice, a wail from a Spanish lady at the back. Yeah. Oh, God, Father dear. I talked about Father dear, not dear father. Father dear. And it broke. And everybody began to pray and cry. And boy, what a lesson for all of us. She was praying. And She was praying. But, but she told me after that prisoner, I went up to her and just, you know, you can't touch him or anything, but I just said, let me take your hands. I want to pray for you. That was, And she said, I've never thought I could pray. You know why I'm in here. Why would Father dear, I, I started getting them call him Father dear instead of dear father. Why would Father dear? And then she said, you just said I could. And I thought, my word, these people don't know. Permission. Yes. Permission granted. Because God already said that, but then these, also. Mm-hmm. You know, good people that mm-hmm. have come in and have mm-hmm. never done anything like mm-hmm. we did. So tell me the Father dear, dear Father flip. I talked when our Father, that he's a loving Father. Yeah. And I said, imagine those people in there, they can't have a concept, most of them, about a loving father. There's no way, the way he's probably raped them and whatever is true in the natural, right? Yeah, and just the idea. But I've made them think, you know, there are good people in the world. If you had a good father, what would he be like? Think of the best, just shout out things, kind, you know, and then they began to get with it and I said now um, what about a perfect father oh and then other good words would come out and and I said come on if is if a perfect father because they haven't a concept right of right right so father. just helping them sort of brainstorm just, in a sense. yes yeah. let's pause if you're enjoying the real deal with Rachel in subscribe tell a friend rate and review it I appreciate your support all right Back to the real deal. Let me ask a question about, okay, so you're flying all over the world. You're up in the air on 9-11. You're in all different countries. Did you ever believe that it would work out this way when you were a little kid? What did you think your life would be and how has it been different? I sort of never thought about it when you're a kid. You never do. I never thought I'd leave England. Well, I never thought any of those things until I became a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) We just fought a war. The whole thing is to keep the family safe and stay, you know. Yeah, together. Have a a normal life, not... And so I'm coming out of Second World War and um, just glad we survived it. But England was broken. It was totally broken. An England that went to church every single man, woman and child before the Second World War never went back to church when the ones that did come came back. Because Sunday was the only day for family or to build a shattered Mm. country. Mm. And so I didn't go before because I was little and I didn't go after. For years we couldn't think about what was ahead. Right. And then they discovered the camps, the Jewish camps, and there was that took how long to absorb and whatnot. I mean, Europe was, like I said, there, were no, there was no food. There was, yeah. you know, when we went. And Britain, 
Let, let me just show you something. Oh, wow. Uh, this is London, but there's some amazing pictures. What is the book? Um, Second World War. It's wow. the 40s. 1940s. Now, there's the, this is the one. He's still delivering He's the milk. He's the milkman. Do you remember people coming and helping the different people? Can you remember No, I that? was six and I was in Liverpool. We were bombed every night. London got it the worst, you know. Wow, what a book. It, it is the most incredible book. But I want to, I want to show you the, the, my favorite picture. The houses are absolutely wrecked. And there's a bride dressed for a wedding in the window. And the milkman's coming down. Yes. It's, it's around that one. And everything's in rubble. And she's going to, she's doing her wedding in the yeah. middle of it. Anyway, in I'll this book that I'm working on, I, there's a chapter I'm pretty sure it's going to be called Joy Holds Hands with Sorrow. Ah. And the truth is, they often just coexist in the exact same space. So you have rubble and a bride on her wedding yeah. day. You, you know what I mean? That it's both and. It is. It is. And these people probably wouldn't be Christians either. You've got to, you've got to realize that the image of God is in the most non-Christian person. We're all That's, image bearers, right? You know what just I mean? don't even know if we are. Well, right or don't, don't realize we they are. They right? obviously don't know. But bless everyone. them. But the the bravery of millions of people, how few would be believers, but. Do you know what helps me with that as Cornelius? Mm. He, he, he worshipped um, the emperor. Mm -hmm. He was one of the top guys that would be killing everybody. And uh, he was searching and seeking. Mm -hmm. And he was a good man, God says. I've seen his good mm -hmm. deeds, mm -hmm. his giving to the mm -hmm. poor. And I'm going to make sure he, he hears about me. Right. He didn't say that, but then he couldn't get Peter to do it. But... <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and you did. But um, when I ever I say that, I get taken up by the, the fundamentalist. There's nothing. We are no good. There's nothing good. And I How suggest there is God. How can we God's image? Well, exactly. This, is the image gone? No, the image is never gone. Mm -hmm. And there's never only evil, only in the devil. You know what I mean? And we're actually... You know, so the Romans part. Bravery and people it give all their right lives, back. and they don't never heard of Jesus. Let me ask you a closing question that's yes. unrelated to some of what we've been talking about. Yes, but why or how have you been married so long? <laughs> <laughs> well, we just had our sixtieth wedding anniversary, and um, that's great. That's my husband would long say. Time. The secret of our long marriage is you keep your promises and live a long time. Yeah, I've heard him say that. Right? Keep your promises. That's right. That's good. Just keep your promises. Well, I'm um, I'm hoping to be able to interview him someday. Yeah, he'd, he'd be pleased. Yeah, that would we be We do this on the radio. I just did a thing. Uh, we do a lot of radio, radio yeah. just like this. Yeah. Well, I things. want you to know one time I told you early mm -hmm. on when I maybe first got to know you a little better and I said Jill I just want you to know that I have a real crush on Stuart <laughs> and do you know what your no, what response did I say? was <laughs> and I met and I yeah, you know hurried up yeah. and said he's the same age as my dad it's a respect <laughs> crush I love his preaching I went ahead and said all the things but right away before I said all that you go oh get in line <laughs>
<laughs> so anyway, I will I will interview him someday too. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. I want to thank you. Oh, bless you. For heart. taking our tea time, yeah. coffee time, whatever, and just mm. allowing me to do this because no. I really believe Anytime. people need to be Come released back. to be the real deal. Come back. And can, I would love it. I, I can do this for you. Okay. Yeah, every so often come back. Oh, and I would love it. More. I would love yeah. it. Yeah. Would you pray for whoever's listening? Yes. And then could I just pray over you, whether it gets used in the thing or not? Yes. But I don't want to pray over you. No. Pray <laughs> we, with me. We just talked about that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dear Lord, um, I don't know who's listening, but you that are listening know it's you. <laughs> and so I would pray that something that we have chatted about here would be just the sort of thing you wanted to hear today. Maybe it put you on inquiry. What is this? And you want to know more. Well, this sweet girl with me will mm. be able to tell you, you the more that you wanted to know. And just know that there is a God. It's all true. There is a heaven to go to. There is a Jesus to take you there. And uh, yeah, so don't miss it. And I hope that even listening to these things would put you on inquiry if, mm -hmm. if that's where you are. And if you are a believer, then bless you. And may you come to know him more yes, and deeper, yes, yes. morning by morning yes, and day by day. Yes, In the morning, first of all, Saviour, let me hear thy call. Make me ready to obey thy commands throughout the day. First prayer that somebody had said I copied in my Bible. Mm. So I pray this for you. Get to know Jesus. You can't do anything better. In his name, amen. Amen. God, I want to thank you for this time. I thank you for Jill. Lord, I praise you for who she is and the, the delight that you have in her and the way that you made her so carefully and beautifully, your masterpiece. I just thank you, God, for your sovereignty is amazing to me that in your sovereign plan you would even allow me to know her. So I'm grateful, God. I pray a blessing on her body, soul, mind, and spirit, God. I pray that you would continue to use her in her spheres of influence that go beyond what my mind can really grasp. I ask God for strength in her frame, for her to laugh at days to come, for the things that are upcoming for her, the conferences that are just right around the corner, and all the things that you've had her doing and ready to do. God, I thank you that you go before us and that you've already planned those things. So I pray that she would just step into them with great confidence. Thank you for what you've brought her through and how that she brings all of that packaging to everything that she does, God. So I just pray that she would impart everything with boldness in Jesus' name. Oh, Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, sweetheart. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by Michael Inouye. That's my husband. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.